hello, 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 hello. It feels like it's been a little while. We took a mini break, even if we didn't want to. We just, shit was going on. But yeah. we're back. We are back to filming. Yay. I hope you guys missed us. We missed you. Um, This is Commented Podcast, where we comment on everything. If you didn't already know, that's what the name meant. Well, now you do. Um, I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Nia. And I'm Decoria. And today we will be doing another film review because those are fun. So today we're going to be doing a very recent 2020 film, The Old Guard. Ooh, look at us hyping on the hype train. This <laughs> is a film <laughs> that was released on July 10th on exclusively on Netflix. It is based off a comic book and it stars some very familiar faces. Um, let's just go around the table and do uh, first uh, what you thought the movie was going to be what the movie was and how you kind of feel about it um uh, who's going to go first you can go to okay uh so when the movie started i automatically especially from the cover and how the movie was in the beginning i assumed it was going to be like the typical how do i say this not war movie but i thought mm-hmm. it was gonna be like a group of assassins you know just normal people doing spy stuff or whatever mm-hmm. and Charlize Theron's gonna be like some badass guard or whatever <laughs> but like mm-hmm. <laughs> when they came back to life after being shot like that I just got confused <laughs> you know like <laughs> what is this movie and that and then I was thinking are they vampires is this like a zombie movie like what is this and as the movie went on I guess they kind of explained that these people are like immortal beings mm-hmm. who are hundreds and thousands of years old mm-hmm. uh i thought the movie was cool but for some reason when i watched it i was kind of like this is okay like i wasn't like oh my god <laughs> this is the most amazing movie i saw i was just like okay well this is what it was a movie basically mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. all right it wasn't bad but it wasn't that good either mm-hmm. okay next man um okay so i saw the trailer so i pretty much knew that the main part about it is these people kind of couldn't die but like had the ability had um were immortal Mm -hmm. um but i don't know y'all i felt this movie was lackluster i was watching i was like where is that where's a little little something something missing and and, like you would think that like people being shot and then okay i will think it was cool that like not cool but it was different that um they would get shot and it almost looked like they would die but eventually like yes the the um whatever that was shot with them would like their wounds would heal up and they would be good but i did when it came back after that after the main scene where they're all just brutally attacked i was just like i where where is the like where's the flavor i don't know (laughs) yeah that was just my opinion the movie i already knew i already knew what the movie was about because of trailer but i did feel like it was missing something Mm. okay okay nia so I I'm kind of agree with both of you. I I enjoyed the movie, but at first it was really kind of hard for me before I before I figured out that they could come back to life. It was kind of hard for me to care or like I was really struggling with not being distracted in the first 10 minutes because mm-hmm. I thought this was going to be a typical like spy movie, typical yeah. like Mission Impossible type stuff and those aren't really my movies to be honest. Like mm-hmm those kind of uh action film assassin movies like they're cool but they're not my type so i before i knew the plot 
I was really struggling to get through <laughs> the beginning. I was like, Ooh, okay. But then cause I thought it, they set it up just like it's another mission. But when they did come back to life, I was like, Oh, this is getting interesting. But um, I feel like I enjoyed it, but I was kind of just like, okay. I didn't have any extreme dislike or like feelings about it. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. I was just kind of like, okay, that was yeah. good. Yeah, I didn't feel any special lingering thoughts about it. Well, okay. Well, this is definitely my type of movie. Um, (laughs) 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 And I think I kind of know why you guys might have been a little lackluster about it. You guys are very much into Marvel and Avengers, and I'm not. So it's been a while Mm. since I've watched a superhero Mm. movie. And so this movie doesn't have all the glitz and the glam that those movies do have, which is why I liked it more. Um, I stopped watching superhero movies after Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I think I watched like both of the Guardians of the Galaxy, and then that's it. <laughs> so I haven't watched a super movie, superhero movie in a while, and so I've been very used to uh, historical action. So I kind of love that there were swords and guns in this. Um, yeah. Movie. The mm-hmm. characters a little lackluster. Uh, the action was not as flamboyant as a lot of American action movies are, but I did like the concept. I kind of like just how it was like, okay, yeah, they're immortal. Okay, cool. <laughs> but <laughs> but they were like just they were just doing um shit that most spy movies have, which is what I kind of liked about it. Mm-hmm. Like right, the yeah. movie could have hung on its every. Lip and note about the fact that they were immortal but it was more like okay so these people are immortal but this is still like a regular action movie mm-hmm. and we're not just gonna keep throwing in your face that they're immortal they just happen to be immortal you know what i mean mm-hmm. it was yeah. more of a realistic take on immortality because i think when we when american audiences are big movie audiences in general think of mortality you think of vampires <laughs> yeah and yeah because they aren't vampires, that magical essence of it is gone because there's no like rhyme or reason for it. it the, yeah. the, the, that was the, literally part of the plot of the show. Is like, yeah, they was they didn't know why. Yeah, the they didn't know why. So, um, we can go ahead and jump into like how the movie starts and go a little scene by scene type of thing. So the movie starts. They're in Morocco. I don't remember the first place. <laughs> Whatever first city they're in, they're like in Paris or some shit. They're somewhere, right? And they get they've been apart for a few a year and a half. Um, they kind of get together. They get a, a a another case to take on. This is a typical action movie where there's a team. It's like, hey, somebody wants to hire us. Somebody wants us to go save people. So they get mm-hmm. this case from this guy named Copley, and Copley's like, hey, um, a bunch of kids have kids have been kidnapped in South Sudan. Could you go save them? And so the team is like, yeah, cool, why not? It's like, I like the, the, my favorite parts, the reason why I definitely realized that I was going to like this movie is that they weren't, at the very beginning, they weren't throwing it in your face that they were immortal. Because they would yeah. just like switch languages all of a sudden, and they would like make these jokes about like historical figures, and I'm just like, this is very cool that it's so low-key that they're immortal. Like, it's just another part of their life. And so they go on this trip to South Sudan, to go save these kids that have been kidnapped only to realize that they've been in a trap and they get shot the fuck up. Now, <laughs> this scene <laughs> was like, oh shit. Um, like, watching them, like, 
you know, do the whole squad thing and like tactively go into like this enclosure and there's like the whole pile of kid shoes and then they get into the building and they're like, oh fuck, this is a trap. And just to see all of them get shot up, if you look at the back, if you <laughs> when they have that video of them getting shot up, they yeah. are so synchronizedly fall from one knee to the other. <laughs> like I don't know <laughs> if anybody realized that. But they were really synchronized when they all fell <laughs> and got shot. Um, f- oh, go ahead. Go ahead, man. That scene, okay. After they get sh- so they get shot and this like it goes still for a second and you're thinking mm-hmm. they're dead, and then eventually you see their eyes blinking as and then them registering the pain they're feeling. Mm-hmm. After they get up and start attacking their attackers. The weapons they chose threw me off. Any, I swear to God, had a scythe and or yes, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah. that really, yes. I was like, whoa. They had <laughs> knives and shit. So like when they're walking into this camp, they all have like AKs and like handguns, but also like everybody has a sword on them. <laughs> like everybody has a sword or an axe or a the battle axes and stuff. <laughs> yes, like I absolutely love that. As somebody who loves historicals, I love watching sword fighting scenes. And mm-hmm. the fact that they could, the fact that the action director was just like, these people are immortal. They're not just going to use guns. They've yeah. been using swords and arrows right. and shit for the longest time. I Let's guess if, throw that in there. if you're not, if you know that a gunshot is not going to kill you, mm-hmm. then a weapon like that, which is like close combat, is fine. Like it's yes. easier way to get what you get them down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love. I knew that this movie was going to be a good one for me because I was just like, "Whoa, that's cool! I've never seen that in like a modern day thing." Even when they do vampires, like vampires just fight with their hands. They just ripping people's heads off, yeah. picking people's yeah. hearts out, and shit. Mm-hmm. But they're like, these people are thousands of years old. The things that they know how to fight with is a sword. So we're going to throw that in there. So that was really cool. So they realize they've been set up. Um, they've been set up. We move from South Sudan to um, they're like uh, Andy, who's the leader of the group, played by Charlie's Theron, was just like, um, see, I told you this shit was gonna happen. <laughs> She's like, fuck the world. I don't feel like saving the world anymore. I'm sick of being a hero. I've been doing this shit for at least 2,000 years. Um, so we're gonna, you know, I don't want to do this again. So they get on, they hop on this train. And then we cut to Afghanistan. We cut to Afghanistan where we're following a troop of Marines who are looking for a man. Looking for a man. And we get this close-up on this female soldier whose name is Niall, who are finding leads to find this man who's committed some crimes against the American soldiers and to the people in the neighborhood. They go to a woman's, a, a place where there's just women at. Uh, of course, they're in the Muslim country, so they send in all female warriors out of respect. They go there. They find the man. Andy shoots him as they enter the building. She's just trying to save him because they're supposed to catch him alive. And then this dude pulls out a knife as he's dying and slits her throat. Whew. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that moment, I was like, oh shit. Like, I knew she was going to come back. I'm like, she can't die. This is played by Kiki Lane. And I was just like, she's not going to die, but still. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So she gets her throat slit and. Our other, our old guard squad dream of her. So now we know that the old guards, when a new guard appears, they dream of them and it leads a connection to them. So they wake up in the train like, oh shit, I saw her, I saw this, we gotta go get her. But they also have to go get Copley who set them up. So Andy and the guys split up. The guys go to Paris. Andy goes to, Af- um, stays in Afghanistan. Uh, she goes to Afghanistan to get Niall. Uh, Niall wakes up. She's not dead. 
homegirl is very well alive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Very well alive. And everybody is very suspicious of her being alive. Um, I thought that was very yeah. interesting because, like, um, imagine you just watched one of your fellow soldiers die and they just wake up without a scar. Yeah. That is, like, that's yeah, the real see, suspect yeah. thing. To me, like, I feel like realistically, like they would have just immediately shipped her to like Area Fifty One. A lab, yeah. I think they were trying yeah. to. Though, they were trying too. to. Like, they, they were, were low key trying, trying to. to. Yeah, they yeah. were like, "We're gonna send you somewhere else." And she was like, "Why am I being sent away?" But like everybody had turned on her. Like everybody was looking at her weird, and I was just like, I felt very like because she's like the only black person in this film. I was like, "Somebody save mm-hmm. her! Somebody get her out of here!" I don't like the way they're <laughs> looking at her. I don't like this. And so, um, she's trying to come to terms with, like, you know, how she lived or whatever, and then Andy shows up, uh, kidnaps her. Yeah. <laughs> Andy mm-hmm. didn't, like, decide to explain anything. She was just like, yeah, we gotta go. <laughs> she's, she kidnaps her, steals a car, and it takes her into the car, and drives off into the desert somewhere. Um, they're in the desert, Nile wakes up in the truck, opens the truck door, just rolls out, and then Andy shoots her in the back of the head. <laughs> I was like, woof, that's yeah. traumatic. <laughs> that's <laughs> traumatic. There's a lot of traumatic yeah. deaths. If you were not in the blood, I don't, don't, I mean, skip to the parts. <laughs> There's blood in this. Yeah. And but also, so- um, one thing I thought about, I mm-hmm. think it, I think with this film, it was convenient that they chose that she was a soldier and she was one of the immortal people because she already knew how to fight. Yeah. But all of them. Regular person. Yeah. All of them were soldiers, though. So I think that's part of like, the way they choose a mortal mm. is because Joey and yeah, because Joey and Nikki are both from the Crusades. They were on opposite sides. Uh, oh, gotcha. Booker, Booker was a what was Booker? Booker was a French soldier who worked yeah. for Napoleon. Uh, Andy is from ancient Greece, I think, or yeah. Rome, or Scythia. Where the hell is Scythia? She was just at a time when almost everyone was warriors. Like, yeah. yeah. She was like, <laughs> yeah. it's do or die out here in these yeah. streets. <laughs> Greek. Yeah. Okay, so Sathya's ancient Greece or Central Eurasia. So, yeah, they're all soldiers. So I think that's just kind of how the like, imagine being a school teacher and you, like, get in a car accident. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's... <laughs> That's that's the shit I'd be worried about. <laughs> you go to the grocery store, <laughs> and that would be interesting. Though, your head. Yeah, yeah. So they're all soldiers, and so um, we have this whole moment. This like next twenty minutes is just Andy trying to get now to realize you're not gonna die. <laughs> you can't go back to your family. You're in mortal analysis. Like, what's good? So they drive up to this drug runner who has an airplane. And um, so they get into this huge fight in the airplane, and I kind of love it because <laughs> it's not a huge flamboyant fight, mm-hmm. but it's like it's very good, like close quarter combat, which I yeah. really like to see. But uh, no, Andy broke like several <laughs> of Niles' bones. She's like, look, you're healing faster. They had this whole, like, thing where, like, Niall almost got the drop on Andy because Andy fell asleep. And I was like, okay, Niall's a smart girl. She was like, I'm not gonna sit here and take this shit. I'm gonna try to get away from this crazy lady who I don't know who's telling me that I'm immortal. Like, I liked how realistic that part of the story was, especially since she's a Marine. It's not like, um, not that there would be any, um, what is it? What is it? 
princess, you know, female leading in distress type of thing. Oh, mm-hmm. damsel in distress. There we go. That that word, <laughs> damsel in distress <laughs> type thing. But I kind of like that she was like on the move already. She's like, I'm not about to wait till y'all land in Paris. Yeah. We're not getting out of Afghanistan. <laughs> How about that? So they do that. Um, of course, Andy's Andy, and she's just like, uh, no. <laughs> so. <laughs> So uh, they end up going to Paris. They go to this really old church or whatever. And that's where she gets to meet Joey and Nick and Booker. And they're just kind of like answering her questions about like, how do you know each other? And Nikki, Nikki and Joey are like, oh yeah, we were lovers, but we ended up killing each other several times. And I'm just like, sure. <laughs> I'm like, cool, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm just like the whole killing each other several times. I was like, well, y'all were only in war once. What do you mean? <laughs> but that's like it's a fun thing and like Booker and you know they kind of talk about it and then you know um they all go to sleep they go to sleep and I think this is the first time we see our antagonist Merrick Merrick who is a CEO of a pharmaceutical empire he looks like he does look like a white Jewish kid who has money. If you were wondering what stereotype they tap into, he's a white kid with curly hair who, yeah. you know, wants to make money off everybody. So he's just like, listen, we, you know, I'm, I, I'm the future. We're gonna, we're gonna figure out the shit together. I honestly don't know what he sells or what yeah. he's trying to sell. But obviously, he's working with Copley, the guy who gave them the task, who set them up. And he's like, I want all four of them alive. So go find them. <laughs> so uh, we hop back to the house. Andy, the ki- everybody sleep. Now wakes up from a bad dream. And she starts talking about how she was having a dream about a woman who was locked in an iron casket under the sea who kept coming back to life and drowning again. That? Then that yes that's, okay that that <laughs> like i've watched a lot of movies like you know like with people dying and torture that honestly has to be one of the worst things i've ever seen yes. dying Same. and drowning yeah. over and over again yes. i was like let me fast forward through this <laughs> i'm not doing this so here we come to find out one that these guys are not immortal they do live longer than yeah. most people but their more immortality does wear off um we've learned that there are two people who two immortals that have died one is queen quinn and the other is lichen lichen i think that was his name lichen um seemed to have died in war from a stab wound and quinn is the woman who was uh thrown into the sea in the iron chest her and Andy were in England trying to save women from being accused of being witches because we know none of that shit was real. Mm. Um, <laughs> if you had not read the Salem Witch Trials, do it. <laughs> like That was assigned reading for us in high school about how... If you how... drown, you are not a witch. If you come back up and escape, you are a witch. Well, <laughs> like, that made no sense at all. Like, literally made no sense. Especially the Salem Witch Trials where it was just like, oh, these men are having affairs. So to get out of the trouble of having an affair we're the just gonna call the, the woman over which we're gonna accuse my lover of being a witch and therefore she's gonna be hung <laughs> like like it's it's anyway <laughs> we almost went off on a whole tangent <laughs> anyway so they're just like that was quinn immortals do die all of this um 
Niles trying to like Niles like I can't do this shit. <laughs> she's a little overwhelmed. It's only been like a day and a half. I completely understand. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, you could die an awful fucking death, but you know, hey, you're not. <laughs> if you get a paper cut, it's gonna heal right there. So like. <laughs> Um, Andy and Niall are having this moment then all of a sudden gunshots go off Copley and Merrick have found them we go into the building to find Booker uh, suffering With from his- a grenade his whole insides out just out <laughs> like he got and so when they were trying to explain she's like what happened to Joe and Nikki who have been kidnapped Booker's like I don't fucking know I just got hit with a grenade and Andy, Andy's just like he so he that was that's the most grotesque wound I think the entire show. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was interesting. But she was just like, wake up and she slapped him and he woke up and I was like, oh, okay. It takes a minute <laughs> for bigger wounds. <laughs> so we do that and then um Andy's like, wait for the signal. This is my favorite part of the movie because the comedy is very like very dark and very um subtle. It's not yeah. in-your-face comedy, which I kind of love because I'm not in a big on comedy anyway. So, <laughs> so they do this. Uh, Andy goes out and kills everybody. The whole little squadron that came for them. She goes out and kills everyone. And they wait for the signal, which is like a big-ass bomb. And then Niall and Booker and Andy leave. We find that Joey and Nick have been kidnapped. That scene in the van was so sweet. <laughs> I was like, Joe is a fucking romantic, and I'm here crying. He's like a whole romantic. So let me to to clue everybody else in. Um, we find out that Joe and Nikki have been kidnapped. They're in this van, surrounded by these police officers and police officers. They're not police officers. Whoever the fuck they are, they work for Merrick. <laughs> um, not Marion, Merrick. Uh, Merrick. <laughs> and so, uh, they're in the van, and one of the guys. They're talking to each other in Italian because Joe's trying to make sure that Nikki's alive and okay. Because <laughs> they got shot the fuck up and beat the fuck up or whatever. And one of the security goes, what is he, your boyfriend? And Joe is like, bitch! Did you just say like, boyfriend? Boyfriend? This man is the air that I breathe. My lover, bitch, you child. I was like, he de- definitely said it much more um, eloquently than I can. <laughs> or remember. <laughs> But I love that scene because it's just like Joe and Nikki are adorable, and then they ended up still handcuffed and chained by their ankles, beat the shit out of all. Literally, hook them all out. I was like, okay, <laughs> this is when right. I knew this movie was probably gonna be a favorite of mine. I was like, okay, we're still. Bu- they don't even look worried about being kidnapped, like no. at all. <laughs> nah, they were just chilling. They were super they were like, chilling. Weren't they talking about where they want to go back to Italy or something? Yes. <laughs> they were like, you remember that time we were in Malta? They was like, yeah, Malta. We should go back to Malta. And I was like, y'all are literally being tortured, but okay. <laughs> um. So we have that moment. And then Andy takes Booker and Niall to an abandoned mine where she keeps all her stuff. She's got a bunch of ancient paintings and sculptures and shit. They're trying to find Copley because Copley knows where Joe and Nikki are. And so um, Joe and Nikki end up at Merrick's pharmaceutical company. They start getting, you know, tortured and shit. They're like pulling out pieces of tissue of them alive. (laughs) Some very inhumane shit. 
And yeah. so while they are in the mine, Booker, Andy, and Niall, Andy realizes that her wound that she got while fighting at the church has not healed. So her immortality has worn off, um, which was very interesting because I was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> I just felt like dread at that moment. <laughs> and so uh, Booker and Niall have a moment talks about his kids and how his youngest son died of cancer and he could he just couldn't be there for them um it feels like he's trying to tell Niall that going to your family is just gonna hurt them more than it'll hurt um you because they're gonna call you awful for not being able to share your secrets of life but they don't even know why they're immortal like I can't tell you how to heal or not to suffer because I don't know myself they have that moment Andy in this very comedic scene, goes to a convenience store to buy band-aids and healing products that she doesn't know what she's buying. <laughs> I just really like these little moments that are really... Oh, yeah, because she's never had to patch yeah. herself. Well, it's she's, been a while, at least, since she's had yeah. to patch herself up. Mm-hmm. She's never had to patch herself up, so she doesn't know what to buy, but the clerk, who was very helpful, helps her patch up. The next morning, um, we find Copley like all of a sudden we weren't being able to find him now we find Copley and so we go to Copley's house and Niall's like I can't do this I can't just go in and kill a bunch of people like am I just supposed to be a murderer or a killer I can't do that and um she said that and I said excuse me I was like <laughs> sis but I I don't know like I thought she would be under like it's not like Andy and them want to kill people Right. They're putting right. they're put in a situation where they don't have a choice. So I thought she'd be able to understand that. And I was like, girl, you're a, you're a Marine. <laughs> yeah. But okay. You're a Marine. <laughs> I was like, they should do like, that right. <laughs> like it's like but, pot okay. meat kettle. Pot meat kettle, kettle meat exactly. pot. Like I was like, um, girl. <laughs> so yeah, that was a very um it was a very interesting thing. But I feel like Niall's a very person because even yeah. from the beginning they were just like we have to do it with respect. We're going to go and respectful. She's trying to do, you know, she thinks she's doing what's best for her and her country and her people. Yeah. So she has a very high moral stick um, uh, about her. And so we go in. So Andy's like, fine. You know what? Take the car. Take the guns. When you ditch the car, ditch the guns, whatever. She's like, I want to go spend time with my family. And he's like, cool. I completely understand. We'll find you later. So... Andy and Booker go into Copley's house to try and recover Joey and Nick. Niall drives off. Now, when she's about to ditch the car on the side of the road, she opens the gun that Booker had first handed to Andy, and then Andy handed to Niall, only to realize there's no bullets in it. So now we know that Booker is a fucking snake. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt that coming. So did I. When he first popped up in a scene and he was drinking in my head and then it happened i was like okay (laughs) yeah yeah in my head i was just like uh drunken people don't have the clear sense but especially when you talked about his son and the cancer thing i was like oh uh, something about this doesn't feel right and so we get in there we get in um andy and booker confront copley booker shoots andy in her stomach um but he doesn't know that she can't heal from her wounds yet so that's a surprise Mm -hmm. andy i love that scene so much because it felt so real she was like get away from me she was screaming the way i don't think i've watched a film with charlie staring in it if i have i don't remember 
but she's really good um it just felt really real her like her reaction to booker being a snake was like really real and i kind of i loved it and so copley was like like you're gonna help the world your gift is gonna help the world and i'm just sitting here like negro it wasn't your gift to give nobody as now says later on in the story but you know these people like copley so here's the thing with our two antagonists copley believes that this by capturing these four people they can help learn how not to you know to get rid of disease and i'm just sitting here like well disease is mature and and mutate (laughs) and as long as there are humans alive it's gonna we're gonna have a disease of some sort Mm -hmm. and so there's that and so when booker realizes that andy can't heal he's like oh fuck why didn't you tell me she was just like if it's my time to go it's my time to go like i shouldn't you know i didn't think you were gonna shoot me in my goddamn stomach and so they get captured by merrick and his people copley gets knocked out niall shows up late but still she shows up um and copley is just like uh shows her all of the chain effect of what Andy and the other old guards have been doing. Like, Andy saved somebody who eventually um, led the medic uh, research for diabetes. They saved people who saved other people. It's like, even if it's not right there in that moment, all of the stuff that they've been doing has been helping the world, even if they don't see so then right. Niall's like, oh, wow, this is my, that's the purpose. We're here to help people. So they're not all doing bad shit or whatever. But I mean, I can't blame Niall because honestly, this has been like, what, uh, two days? <laughs> two days? <laughs> she didn't know these people for two days. Yeah. And she doesn't, she doesn't know if they're, you know, what their true intentions are. Like, even if this whole immortality thing bonds them. So seeing the proof of all of their work over time was probably a good, you know, have to go help my people. So Copley takes her to Merrick's uh, farm where now all four of the old guards are being held for testing forever because Merrick's a psychopath. <laughs> um, so they do that. Of course, Merrick's guard is an ex-Special Forces agent, so he's got a whole little military uh but now goes in they just start kind of whooping ass you know taking names Mm -hmm. she's getting shot a lot but i was just like hey if it's not gonna kill me then let's keep it moving i did like her entry though where she enters the floor and then she gets shot and she lays down on the floor and waits for them to get close and then starts killing people she had a little plan plan. everything had a plan i love that that was great and so they she kind of moves floor by floor until she can get to the lab on the 15th floor where all the old guards are she gets there um they uh she frees them they go out and start kicking more ass and it's great they just work this little little tactical team they already know where to go what the signals are we're good and then they get behind this wall and pause now remember andy does not have her mortality so she's suffering from a gunshot wound stomach um they're also protecting her not to get shot further because you know anything now can kill her and they're hiding behind this wall then all of a sudden it gets shot up with a grenade launcher what yeah. the hell was that <laughs> i don't know but it took a big chunk of that wall out it of took that a wall. big chunk of that wall out and then to further um up the carnage 
the special X Force officer shoots Nick in his mouth through the back of his head. That was <laughs> a lot. <Yeah. laughs> I was like, whoa. Joseph, like, so Joseph and Nick, uh, I, for that, at that moment, I thought Nick was going to die. I was like, you can't recover from that, can, can you? <laughs> but I forgot we saw Booker with a whole grenade through his stomach earlier. But I was just like, that was like, he literally put the gun in his mouth and then shot him. I was yeah. like, oh, fuck. But I was like, oh, my God, is Nick going to go? And then Nick woke up. I was like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I breathed a huge sigh of relief. I was like, damn, okay, that had to hurt. That had to hurt. Because it's not like they're invincible to pain. They're yeah, just not gonna they die. Feel mm-hmm. They feel the pain. That is fucking awful. <laughs> so we're doing all this. Um, Andy f- says, "Fuck the guns." She grabs a you know one of the axes they have in the wall for fire safety, so you can like cut down doors and shit. She pulls that sucker out and just starts chopping people down. <laughs> Loved it. Love it. Um. We chop people down. We clear a whole floor. Now we have to go find Merrick. Because if they don't kill Merrick, then this shit is not going to stop. Because Merrick is the one who wants them dead. So they have this whole plan. Um, What was it? It wasn't Oslo. It was some other something that happened in 1884 that they all happen to remember. <laughs> so they have this whole plan. There's only like six or seven people left. They go after them. They end up killing everybody. Um, And then so but Merrick gets away and so Andy and I wait now says I'll protect Andy y'all go finish off Merrick John Nikki and Booker go to the take the elevator go after Merrick um only for Merrick to show up (laughs) that he was just hiding on the same floor as with Andy's scythe which was hilarious him holding (laughs) that giant ass scythe he looks like a whole child. <laughs> he looks like a whole child. And so then um what happens after that? So to hark what movies do, they hark back to an earlier moment where Andy and I were in the plane and she spoke Russian to the pilot to have him play dead. Um I didn't explain that, but basically when they were in the plane um leaving Afghanistan Andy told the <clears throat> pilot to play dead in Russian, shot at him. He plays dead to get now under control or whatever. And so now, so now we're back at the scene where it's Merrick holding a gun to Andy's head because if he shoots Andy, she's gonna die because her immortality doesn't wear off. Now has a gun to Merrick's head, and then Andy says, um, "Hey, now do you think he speaks Russian?" And therefore, now shoots at Andy, who you know faints, play dead. Merrick moves the gun off Andy towards now. Uh, Andy takes her scythe back, drives that shit into Merrick's <laughs> neck, and then Niall, oh, he still has a gun in his hand, and he tries to shoot at Andy. Niall's like, fuck that. Grabs him and falls off of, what, a seventh? Eight? I don't know why. <laughs> I thought Andy was going to fall off. I really thought I did. Andy was going to die. I was so ready for her to die. Yeah. I was like, her immortality's off. She's definitely not. She's she would willing she would readily willingly sacrifice herself, but then I'm thinking all the other ones can live. So no, yeah. <laughs> so so that makes this it makes a lot of sense when you think about it because if this was a regular action movie, Andy definitely would not have made it to the end of the because her immortality. Oh yeah, she off. probably would have died. Yeah, she would have died. She would have sacrificed for one of her, you know, for somebody for probably Niall. 
which would have riddled Nile with guilt. But that's how the story goes. You know, you pass the, you know, you pass the torch or whatever. But none of the other people could die. So Nile jumping in front of Andy to get shot twice and then dragging, literally, they just fell out the window onto a car. <laughs> and so the timing that Nile and Merrick fall out of the building onto a car is faster than this slow ass elevator this building yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> Joey, Nick and Booker then get to the the um first floor and they're like, Hey, now you okay? It's it's always hilarious to me because like when you walk up to a dead body, most people are like, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. They're like, Hey, you good? <laughs> they don't care anymore. <laughs> like, all right, get up now. You good? You good? They're asking like you good, like because that's what people say, but they know she's good. Like she'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> she's fine. Especially like, since but she, she's so new. Right. Especially since she's so new. That's such an interesting word to use. It's like <laughs> she's new. <laughs> right. But like like first and also like um kudos to the CGI team because the way her body and fingers oh, were yeah. all messed the fuck up. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was kind of terrifying but um yeah now it's fine now i love how when she was okay she was like ouch <laughs> she's like that hurt i was like yeah since you fell like 10 10, ten stories onto a car yeah that hurt so everybody's fine we recover you know and so they go back to copley and copley and they say tell copley um there's no way that we can disappear in today's world. So you're going to do that for us. You're going to make us disappear. Um, and Copley's like, it's my honor. And I was like, okay, we got a little squad. We got a little team. We setting up for movie two. I feel you, all that good stuff. And so then we get to this old ass 500-year-old bar in England because England's the only place that has anything standing from 500 years ago. Um, wonder why that is. Uh, and then, can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, there was no reaction to my joke. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so it's basically the team sitting down trying to decide why, what they should do with Booker because Booker did betray them. He like literally betrayed them. They've been working together since. Booker that for him though. I kind of like I like you could you could see from the beginning that Booker was. Not, not coping okay. with anything well. Yeah. He was drinking most of the time. And he talked about mm-hmm. losing his entire family. And all he wanted to do was honestly like end the mortality uh, the immortality and just die peacefully. Like I couldn't be angry at him for doing that. Yeah. Now backstabbing his team, yes. Yes. But, like, sir, you could have just volunteered to be the immortal. We could <laughs> I could see him doing that in a moment of like desperation. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. also when um when they first captured Andy, he was like, don't you just want it to end? He was like, they can figure out the answer. And I'm like, nah, bitch, nah, they can't. Because <laughs> y'all don't even know. It's divine intervention. The fuck y'all gonna do? Learn God's thoughts? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, Joe, Joey is the one who's bad at everybody. He's like, you pussy ass Hell bitch. Yeah. I can't believe you, you know, you did this to us. And I'm like, it's understandable, especially when y'all are the only five. Y'all are the only five immortals. <laughs> we ain't got tired for backstab, but this is a very small circle. <laughs> exactly. And so they, you know, Niall and Niall and um, Booker have like a little, a little moment or whatever. And then Andy goes up to Booker and she's just like, there has to be a price. Like, you got to pay a price because it's like, 
Joe, I know Joe is Joseph is not about to have it. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> Joseph needs time. If y'all can give that man nothing else, he needs time. And then she says to him, "Um, don't meet you here in a hundred years." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah." I thought that punishment was a lot. Like I There's thought they'd come and be like, "We'll see you next week or something." No, I was <laughs> but... like, if anything, a five, ten years. Me too. Five, That's what I years. thought. Ten. Yeah, but no, a hundred. Joseph was obviously pissed off. <laughs> But they just needed, you know, time and to an immortal. That's like, like humans are pack animals anyway, and aren't meant to be left alone for copious amounts of time. Leaving him alone for a hundred years, he already is not coping well. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. It's harsh, but I mean, they're all old school, so that probably doesn't sound as harsh to them as it would to us. Because 100 years mm-hmm. is a lifetime. It is. Right. <laughs> to them, it could be a couple of months. <laughs> Honestly. True. So we have that moment. Um, Niall is coming to terms with her immortality, her new fate. Um, Copley is going to change it so it looks like she was killed in action and not AWOL. You know, got kidnapped by an ancient Greek lady. Um... <laughs> And then mm-hmm. we have this little epilogue at the end that says six months later. And so then we see Booker, who is drinking, still, <laughs> still drinking, uh, go into his apartment. He opens the door to find a lady there. And I knew, I knew it was Quinn before they painted to her face. Me I too. knew it was her. It was like, because uh, then now it makes sense that Andy doesn't die. Andy has to die at the hands of Quinn in the next movie because Quinn was just like hi Bucker, it's finally nice to meet you and I was like oh shit <laughs> that so, did make the ending a little better for me though. Yeah. I yeah. would watch the second movie just to see. <laughs> me too I w- I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the second movie even though yes. I thought the first one was a little lack- lackluster I still mm-hmm. want to see the second one and I hope it continues and they just don't like okay no more movies coming out <laughs> like please don't do that. Yeah I was just I like I liked it. I liked how subtle it was. It wasn't an in-your-face extraordinary action movie. It's like, yeah. here's the very somber life of people who can not die at their own will. <laughs> Enjoy. <Yeah. laughs> I kind of liked that it was kind of somber. And even the comedy, it was well-placed. It's dark comedy. And I kind of like that that feel of it. I'm excited for the second movie because, what is it? Quinn and Andy just going to go at it? Andy is not going to fight her. First of all, Andy's oh, yeah. got Andy is no longer immortal. <laughs> like, right? Andy would willingly hand over her life. She left her. She well, she didn't leave her there. She gave up looking for her, which was she broke a promise. And Andy's the oldest one among them, and she's old school. She's like, if you want to kill me, then fine. Like, it'll be interesting to see what that story is. Like, does Quinn have a secret army of immortals? But she can't because they dream of each other when a new so what human forces is she working with because now she's going to try to put booker against them oh god yeah (laughs) so yeah i i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed i haven't had i don't watch a lot of movies but this is yeah the most fun i've had for a movie in a while and i really i am such an action slut (laughs) it it makes no <laughs> sense. <laughs> I love action movies. It's just I and I feel like one of the reasons I love it even more is because it's 
like we're an action movie. It's like, yeah, we're an action movie. <laughs> Yo, they're very chill about it. It's not in your face, like you said, like how Marvel movies usually are. Mm-hmm. But um, I think overall, my rating for this movie would be like a six point five out of ten. Same, mm. or like a seven. I would agree. I'd say six point five. Like I, I the one thing about it though, it, I just felt like it was pretty one note for me like it the, mm-hmm. once it set the tone nothing really changed significantly to make me feel moved by anything no. or yeah so I, that's why i keep it in the middle ground like i still think it was a solid movie but it's not i don't know if i'll I'm, i'll probably watch the second one but i don't know if i'll be eager to watch the second one if mm-hmm. that makes yeah sense. they could have spent more time introducing characters to us because to have yeah. immortals like this the backstory is where you get all the good stuff like i want to know more about these people and though the pacing of the movie was pretty okay, like they did a lot for two hours. It was. Right. They did pretty they moved pretty fast. Like that when Niall decided that she wasn't gonna get kidnapped, I was like, if this was another movie, it would have been another thirty minutes before that happened. But yeah. mm-hmm. they moved it pretty fast. I do think that we could have had more connection to the characters. Like just to, you know, who who are they? Like the the small little mention of it was okay like it fits with the subdible tone of the movie but they were just like here's like a little bit of five minutes of each character's life like i think we would have cared more mm-hmm. um especially for booker like yeah booker i need to like his betrayal is kind of like what do <laughs> you hear about his life but if you had we need to care more about the characters and i wonder if they'll do that more in the second movie because the action is not flamboyant enough that there needs to be more of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, like the action part is a 10 out of 10. It's just the plot and backstory. I need more from that for me to be like, oh my god, this movie is just so great. Yeah. I mm-hmm. I One of my other favorite things is that the women are tall. They are statuesque as oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, am, I am... Okay, so as somebody who watches historicals a lot... Like, I look into, like, what people were like in that time, and you realize that to be somebody who wields a fucking sword, you have to be huge. Like, swords are heavy as fuck. Like, a real, actual sword that can cut through human bone and (laughs) kill people is a heavy fucking sword. So when you watch these, like, historicals, and it's these pretty pretty actors or idols, and I'm just like, your slim ass is not about to live. (laughs) this 20 pound sword <laughs> like this, this, them shits is heavy and so the people who had to will them had to be like huge especially when they do like action like we all live in the age where we're sick of um female superheroes being sexualized so yeah. like none of your costume makes sense like there's no reason why any of your skin should be showing ma'am you're out here fighting aliens and shit can we please get an actual bodysuit that will actually protect you so i kind of love that both niall and andy are huge they're like super tall when andy and niall were like standing next to the car i'm like there have to be like six five eleven five nine five ten they're like tall women and i'm like yes absolutely love that (laughs) <laughs> not that tiny people can't be soldiers but like the majority <laughs> of superheroes that are women or action stars that are women are like five six yeah. and i'm just like there's yeah, only so much charlie's there on i believe she's like five ten or five eleven yes. anyway so yeah yeah i love that i just that was like one thing i was 
absolutely loved. I am a six foot tall woman. I would like to see more six foot tall women. There's and a lot I of did, us. I did like how she's the main character. I thought that was very cool of them to yes. have an older woman as a main character and she's the badass of the movie. It didn't yes. feel like it was pandering at all. Like it was just cool to see. So that yeah. was good. It's like when they called her boss, it wasn't like condescending. It's like boss. She's the boss. She's the oldest one here. Yeah. <laughs> Andy knows everything. Andy's a badass. She's literally so cool. <laughs> and so like I just I kind of love that part of it like it didn't feel like a superhero movie hmm. which is probably why i liked it more because they're definitely superheroes <laughs> like they cannot die we don't know that's divine that's divinity you know and most superhero stuff is based in sci-fi so it's kind of cool to see this kind of being like a non-science fiction take on a immortality. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah we're so used to vampires <laughs> like Vampires are the only immortal beings. It's how the vampires are gods. Pick one. <laughs> mm-hmm. So to have something in between is kind of cool. Yeah, I give it an eight out of ten. I recommend it if you're looking for an action movie. I really did. I kind of want to read the the source material just to see. Oh, the comics. Yeah, just to see if it. Oh, it was a comic. Same. Yeah, it was yeah, a comic, comic book. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yes, 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 yes. Possible sequel. In case of a sequel, break glass is very straightforward. You want to here's a way sequel to the original graphic. Oh, okay. So the original graphic novel does have um a sequel called The Old Guard: Force Multiplied. Oh, okay. That was published in 2019. Cool. Oh, and this does seem like a graphic novel. So yes, yes, yes. yes. And Theron says she's down for a second movie. So. Please, with the original cast. I loved it. Yeah, she's a pro- she was one of the producers, I believe. Because I remember when I was watching it again this morning, her name was on there. Ooh. Oh, nice. I like, I like, I like. So, yeah, I give it a uh, 8. Is everyone giving it else a 6.5? Yeah. I give it a 6.5 mm-hmm. or 7. Like, mm. closer to 7. Yes, yes, yes. I'm interested for um the second installment though so yeah tell us what you guys thought of old guard you can find us on commented c-o-m-m-n-t-d on twitter i'm tori i'm Laren. i'm nia and i'm decoria bye-bye bye, bye. bye. bye.